When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show! Everyone's fans, welcome back for episode 119 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on March 3rd, 2019. We are in partnership with SeatGiant.com. Get your t- uh, sports tickets and concert tickets at SeatGiant.com and use promo code BNGP to save yourself a little money. Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you uh, this afternoon. We are, like I said, recording on March 3rd, 2019. Um, so... Um, First of all, I just want to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, first and foremost, uh, there's a gentleman down in uh, Alabama. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Alabama. His name is Hollis Jackson, and uh, his son is going through a bit of a troubling time. He's been in the hospital. So, Hollis, uh, all of us at Black and Gold, uh, we wish you and your family the best, especially to Jax. Uh, we hope he gets better soon. Um, another shout-out to Kevin McLaughlin from Nova Scotia, Canada. met him uh, not too long ago at the Bruins game uh, and his lovely wife, so... Uh, shout out to them. And also the third and last one, iTunes and Apple listeners, thank you so much for really boosting us up the ranks uh, lately. We've gotten really, really good responses from uh, uh, five-star ratings and uh, good comments. So keep them coming. We really appreciate it. It really helps our show gain a lot more popularity. But thank you all to that. So that's that. Welcome to the show, Court. Welcome, Rob. It's great to have you back. It's always good to be back when the Bruins are playing like this. Unbelievable. And how's how's Court doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't complain. I get to watch hockey and they keep winning. Absolutely. And and, and obviously we have the uh, this sound bite from, from Frank the Tank. Yeah, so what we're going to do, because we, we have a huge jam-packed show right now, we're not going to get into uh, really involved into last week's games, but I just want to mention that 11-0-2 um, in February, snapping the, the Tampa Bay Lightning 10-game uh, winning streak, which was unbelievable last week. 
But the, the road trip, they got 9 to 10 possible points, uh, came home to win three of the six games um, at TD Garden, and to extend their point streak to 16 games. So they are streaking. And it's just been unreal. This has been some really good quality hockey. Uh, not surprised to see everybody come back and buy in. Uh, it's a healthy Bruins team so far. You know, I know Stroud Corrali got his bell rung and he's, he's in percussion cro- protocol. But a lot of positive things. And, and we're definitely going to touch on a lot of these uh, topics in today's show. So jump right in, boys. What do you think? Sure. Tuka Rask and his unbelievable streak. Absolutely disgusting play from this, this guy that everybody wanted traded. Uh, back in November, October, uh, but uh, just a serving up another crap sandwich to all the haters out there. He is uh, f- 14-0-3, dating back to uh, December 29th, 2018, and he's the second netminder in NHL history to post multiple point streaks of at least 17. So Pete far, Peters was the last one, right? Yeah, Pete Peters, yep, exactly. Uh, and, and so far in 2000. 18-19 regular season. He's 22-8-5 in 36 games played. Just remarkable. Well, we've been saying it for a while. You wait and see if he comes back. And Yeah, I, I think he's done pretty good, to be fair. He must be the number one goalie in the league, like, at the moment. Has to be. No one else is putting up them numbers, so. And how many shutouts did he have in the last few games i'm guessing one of you has the stats on that i don't i think no. it's only two yeah it's still no, no, no. He, he's had a lot of one goal games he, yeah. he's played exceptional and, and the crazy part is so is halak it's like yeah. i don't know it's like the perfect storm um but it's it's not even just the games it's who they've beaten yeah. and who he's beaten like you know everybody that the the, the, the the take that I hate more than anything else besides the uh, they don't develop kids is the uh, Tuca can't win big games because every two seconds it's a big game. They just beat Tampa Bay. I know Tampa was on a back-to-back, but if people that watch that game, their backup goalie was unreal. Louis Domingue, um, he played very well. and, and Unreal. Yeah, and he his his snap in the late in the third period was due to what he the product in front of him. Absolutely. I mean, he, if... if that's okay. If they if they didn't um, if they didn't have him, that game was would have been a definite blowout. I, I'm not sure if Vasilevsky would have played back to back because they did play the night before, which is not yeah, an excuse, still... by the way, because people yeah. there's some people out there that are like, oh, oh, the Lightning played the last last night and they was tired. It doesn't matter. Two points is two points. It doesn't matter what day it is. Yeah. Last time I checked, the Bruins won their games on back to back, so. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I hate I hate the back to back thing. It's like we never get let them have the excuse, but we'll let the other team. But Tuka's making timely saves. As as Bruce always says, he's making the saves that need that, that we need. Like he made a couple in the Jersey game. The New Jersey game was let's just say it was pretty boring to watch. But then again, uh they kind of blew their uh how to say it without sounding disgusting. Right. They they, you know, they gave it their all in the game before, and they played a playoff hockey game, and then they walk into New Jersey. And it's like, it was a little, a little boring to say the least. Yeah, but he had to make a. He made a couple quick, great saves on breakaways. He's, he's doing what he needs to do for his team to win, and he is. This team is just coming together. That's the point. Like Tuca's playing amazing, but for some reason, Pasta goes down, and this team is playing better. And I'm not saying I don't want Pasta back, but I'm just, they're coming together as a hockey club. And the trades have worked out. Yeah, and that's that seems to be the thing all season. Like, people have gone down and the team's really stepped up every time people have gone down. I mean, you were missing pretty much your entire defense core at the beginning of the season. And you had all the youngsters step up. And now it's the veterans that are stepping up in the in the absence of Pasternak. Yeah, and well, it's, this this team hasn't played bad since he had his little, you know, thing. Yeah, he had little, to go deal with. Yeah, and what I was gonna say is, it, it, it in the time of this emergence of this Bruins team and and this role that they're going through with sixteen games with at least a point. I mean, the timing's perfect. I mean, we have a, a 
probably like a month and a half to go before the postseason. So everybody clicking and, and the, the gears are all oiled. It's just perfect timing right now for me. And I, I really hope it, it, it does continue because this is this just feeds the energy of the Bruins nation. And it, whether it's positive or negative, it, it's it's something moving forward. So always good things to talk about regardless. But um, moving on to the next topic, a little Gary Bettman drop right here. We have a trade to announce. And for those of you in the building, you'll be particularly interested. So with that said, we got to recap the Marcus Johansson trade that we did not talk about on the last program because we did our show last Sunday and the trade deadline was on Monday. But Marcus Johansson comes to the Bruins from the New Jersey Devils. And um, we got to talk about a newcomer, uh, I, I did it again, I want to call him Joey Coyle from that stupid movie, but Charlie Coyle from the Minnesota Wild. Um, I I do like the addition of Marcus Johansson, and, and I think he compliments uh, David Krejci very well. I, I know he's not going to stay there. I think, I think it's just a little band-aid for, for Pasternak being out, but Charlie Coyle's starting to grow on me a little bit. And I, you know, apologies for my freak out of him uh the last show or the show before that. Um, it was the last one. Yeah. Was the, so he's doing this. He's doing the things that everybody likes to see coming in. Uh, he's got no points, which, which is, it sucks, but it is what it is. I'm sure he'll get one sooner or later, but he, that third line is starting to become stable again. Yeah. And I think he's, there's a lot of times where the Bruins bring in guys for a certain reason, and I think he's actually living up to what they've brought him in to do. Definitely. I mean, that third line's never looked better. Um, I know there was one person scratched last night in the third period on that third line, but still, like, Nordstrom's not been good the last, what, 10, 15, 20 games? Yeah, he hasn't um, been really good at all. Yeah. Well, he was good at the beginning of the season when I think it was Bergeron went down, uh, and he had to play up further up the lineup, and he was he was good then. I think a lot of people forget that he did that, and we were even saying that he did a really good job when that happened. But um, yeah, I I think they're just they're another energy line on top of that fourth line because you can't have the fourth line out there all the time when you need them and. Uh, they're just doing exactly the same thing that the fourth line are doing, going in, banging bodies, and just hoping for chances, and they're getting plenty of chances. Yeah, Coyles look great out there. Johansson's look great out there. Like Johansson plays sort of the same style as Krejci. They slow down the play. They, they're looking for the open man. I thought last game, to be honest, a couple of times, and I'm sure other people were yelling, they, they, they were passing a lot. Yeah. Um, but this Bruins team is doing a lot of that this year. They, they're doing a lot of unselfish plays, so I can't fault them in that. Um, they're trying to get other other people on the score sheet, like uh, Marshy last night throwing it off to uh, Carlo with the empty net. Carlo pulling his Bambi and fumbling. <laughs> but uh, Johansson has looked very well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks there and Pasta goes back to the first line and Heinen goes to the third line. And then when Heinen goes to that third line with Coyle, it gives them that other piece. It allows Bacchus to be that net front presence. It allows Heinen to go in the corner and move the puck around just like he does with the Bergeron line. And it'll allow Coyle, because Coyle does have a pretty decent shot, it'll allow Coyle to be the rover and start moving around and getting open. So I think, to be clear, when that all happens, I think that line is just going to be unbelievable. Just because... It seems like every line is out there and doing something. Every line looks like it has a chance to score a goal. It's crazy. I haven't haven't seen this from a Bruins team in a really long time where all, all four lines make me happy. Yeah. And and to take something from uh, Matt Kalman on the WEEI Sunday Skate, um, I think it was last week, he mentioned that the addition of Charlie Coyle was pretty much to go along with David Backus because – that third line right there with those two particularly are the kind of like you cross the red line, you flip it into the zone, and then you just skate, you bag skate. Bag skate all the way to the end, get the puck and create havoc, and then try to, you know, you know, obviously try to get the goal. But 
I, I, I don't think if David Backus was on this team, I honestly believe that Charlie Coyle would not be in the uh, trade talks and coming here. Is it, Do you guys agree with that at all? Yeah, I, I honestly think that a lot of people are calling that David Backus will get bought out next season. I don't think he will. I think the reason Coyle's here is to add to that third line and give David Backus a chance to play out his contract with the Bruins and be a performer. Um, but it's, they just need to find that other piece to the third line. But like Court said, once past the next back, you have guys that can go down there and add to that line as well, like a Heinen or a Johansson. So... And I'm not a hundred percent sure they won't they won't buy out Bacchus, to be honest. I think it all has to do with the cap itself and if it's even worth it. Because I'm looking at Bacchus, I believe Bacchus's buyout is almost pointless. Yeah, it's pretty garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's two two you you pay him two million for four years, I think it is, uh, instead of what we're paying him now six over the next two. Yeah, yeah so. his bio his bio is pretty garbo. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next topic, um, what do you do? You guys think that they'll resign Johansson? He's uh, currently under. He's only here for this the remainder of this season in the UFA. So, twenty eight year old uh, versatile forward plays all three positions. I think that depends on whether they sign Carlo and McAvoy to bridge deals. Honestly, if they okay. offer, Let's if stop. they offer There's them no bridge deal happening. Yeah. There's no bridge deals happening. Yeah, if but this is what I'm deals, saying. But so many people say that. I, I, I'm trying to be rude. I'm not trying to say I disagree. But if they take bridge deals, then just fire their agents. There's a strike coming. A bridge deal makes zero sense. That's a good point. Makes yeah, but perfect sense for the Boston Bruins. But it makes zero sense for the players. If you've seen all these deals, none of them are signing bridge deals. Yeah. Maybe five-year deals. But you, they would be absolutely stupid to sign that because they're not going to get paid for one of those years and then they're going to come back and have only two years on the deal for numbers. Yeah. I don't see bridge deals. I see Carlo coming in at four to five because remember, as much as he's awesome, he's zero offensive uh, offense uh, production. Yeah. It, and it's you just... have McAvoy, who you can probably get at 6.5. Yeah, and it's just whether they take those like discounted deals like a David Pasternak did or think. whether they go after the big money like everyone else is getting. Because who's the who's the last like D man who was like someone you can build your defensive core around that got signed? Cuz I think it's the Jarrah. last person is probably Ekblad. And I think he got around eight million. Yeah, which is rumored that Charlie yeah, McAvoy is looking at. You can't go that for, but then he had garbage season. No offense, he's only right. played good for a couple months. I I, I can't yeah. pay a guy for a couple months of uh of uh playing hockey. He was gar like absolute garbo for a bit. It wasn't yeah. like hey, let's he's amazing. Jesus, the fan base wanted to trade him for guy. But it could be no standing um, ovation for him. It could be one of them where he's going to sit out for a while, like over the off season. Like I don't think the deal gets one. done. Carlo won't be. Carlo and Heinen won't be difficult. Oh no, I think it. Carlo and Heinen will be signed before the draft, probably to extensions. It's. I think McAvoy is the one that's most likely to sit there in RFA. Is he even um, arbitrary? Eligible? Uh, not on an entry level deal. Uh, okay. No, I, I don't just... believe so. Someone can correct me, but I don't think entry levels are. No, I don't think they are. Don't have it. arbitrary rights. I was just wondering because they they bought out one of his years, didn't they? His so arbit- I didn't know whether that cuts into McAvoy's arbitration. Uh, two additional pro years required. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure whether you know when the first year gets bought out for starting. Right in the season. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he'll sit out probably towards when the when the uh, practice starts again, 
and then they'll figure something out from there. But it's also you you sign. I think you sign Hyde and you sign Carlo, and then you work on McAvoy with what you've got left. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. How about that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Thursday? Was that was that a statement game or what? And and what's to come of this? I mean, they got one more matchup against the best team in the NHL, uh, the very last game of the season. Um, wh- where does this go? Where does this team go from here when you when you beat a team like that and, and in that fashion too? Um, you know, you know, there was no goals in the first period. Thought it was kind of lame, but it, it just it almost seemed like John Cooper was going to go in there in between periods and really rip them and give them some kind of motivation, but they just didn't have it. And the Bruins countered that with just an unbelievable offensive explosion. Uh, they just played playoff-style hockey, I think. That was the thing. And Tampa's a lot of speed and skill, and the guys aren't huge. Um, and the back-to-back doesn't help them there, but... I mean, the Bruins played a physical style of hockey and Tampa struggled with that. And I think that's the only way they really get beat in the playoffs. I don't think you do it by outscoring them or out outskilling them. It's more play the physical game, tire them out and then strike when you get opportunities. Yeah, it, I, I have to agree with Rob. Sorry. I know I usually don't do that sometimes, but uh, it was definitely the Bruins came prepared and played it like a playoff game. I, I believe uh, Cassidy was the one that said we wanted to show them we're not the same team that they walked over in the playoffs last year. So the Bruins came out to play. I believe they played Tampa three more times. Um, last time I thought it was it was, it was twice. Yeah. Two more times. That was yeah, that like, game and the last game of the season. Yeah, uh, so they No, it is two more times. I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah, it's two more times. Um so we'll we'll see what happens. I think the Bruins show that they can play hockey with the Tampa Bay Lightnings. As long as you can beat them, you know that you can beat them. Um but with that being said, if you remember last year the Leafs ran rug shot all over the Bruins and the Bruins beat them in the playoffs. Right. Um I do think the Bruins getting home ice advantage will be crucial. Um you're not gonna get home ice over Tampa, but they they're gonna need it. Um, against the Leafs, I just think it's a bit of a statement game. Show the Toronto Maple Leafs, hey, by the way, we can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Because the Leafs can't do that. The Leafs can't beat a lot of people like, right now, but uh, they're kind of falling apart. And a game like this, a game like that, was, was really important to me for the fact that so many people throughout the year, the off season and the beginning of the year, middle of the year, and to where we are now have constantly – Brought up the narrative of you're going to get out hit against Tampa Bay. You got run over from them in the playoffs, and that's why you lost. So, it, using this game as an example, you don't need to go out and get that tough guy, that Ryan Reeves type of player, or that Tom Wilson type of player to be in games like that. I know it. I know regular season is different between the you know the, the postseason and so on. Oh, Wayne Simmons, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just so happy they didn't go out and get him. I, I just I, I like the player. I like the way he he he's brings himself to the game, what he does. But in he's declining. He's getting older. And from uh, a couple people I talked to in Philly, he recently had hip surgery. And and with a hip surgery of his kind, you can play on it. But when you play on it, you're not going to get a hundred percent. When you don't play, your hundred percent comes faster. So that's just something I really wanted to stay away from. Did you hear the rumors? Well, the rumor was Nyquist turned down a trade. He didn't want to come. Yeah, to Boston. To Boston, sorry. And the whole Simmons thing, they, you know, it seems like he wanted to go to Nashville with his buddy PK. Yeah. I mean, I mean good for him. I mean, hopefully he has yeah, a great like, career until Nashville, long. Nashville did some, you know, they're going to be dangerous too. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's going to be hilarious when Columbus doesn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and that goes to show you, deadline doesn't mean anything. Boston also, picked the... up picked up pieces that can help them in positions they needed, not like the superstar that everybody wanted. They just picked up pieces. Exactly. Yeah, and also the good thing about the Tampa game is it comes after the deadline, so 
Tampa can't now look to add someone to offset how the Bruins are playing. Yep. Because that's what seemed to happen last year. They realised that, right, what we're up against in the this division, we need another defenseman. We need this, we need that. Whereas it's come later on this year and they've not got the chance now to go, right, we need this piece and we need this piece. Because they can't just go out and do that now. So that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, and moving forward to the next topic, and this one I want to go to court first. And would the Bruins fans do what Leafs fans did to John Tavares? Court, what are your thoughts on this? To be honest, I don't think they would. Um, it it was all started by the Dangle Podcast boys. Him and Adam Wild um, started putting on the Tavares for To thing. Like I, the fans throwing the jerseys on the ice. That was that was pure garbo. Yeah, classless. The, the, yeah, that's classless. The the, the throwing the snake on the ice, that's terrible. But everything else about it, sorry, it was funny. Yeah. Um, I think it got blown out of proportion, but maybe this is a rallying. They're, they're trying to make a rallying cry in Toronto. I just don't see Boston doing that. Like, Boston fans dump on Tuca. You don't see a standing ovation for him. Right. You still see, as soon as he has a bad game, they're all over him again. I don't know. <laughs> Even when he has a good game, the they're all over him. But it's, and I know it's not the same. I really, I, I want to make that clear. I know this is apples to oranges, what happens to Tuca, but there's been worse things that have happened in Toronto, and then all of a sudden they've chosen to be offended about this. The Toronto Maple Leaf fans sent death threats to Reimer and his wife. Yeah, they threw jerseys on the ice. They threw waffles on the ice. They booed Jake Gardner while he's on the team right now. And now yeah. all of a sudden, John Tavares, this guy they spent $11 million on, now all of a sudden it's a big deal and they got to make sure his feelings aren't hurt? That's my problem with the whole thing. I'm like, right. really? Seriously? And did you guys see the video that was uh, directed by the one of the actors on Entourage? And he's an Islanders fan? No. Oh, I'll send it to you. It, I mean, it's bad. I mean, oh, it was it was like a really nasty message to to Tavares for leaving and so on. But I mean, look look what happened. I mean, he goes to a place that he wants to play. Good for him. And the but look what happened in 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 Long Island. They're they're playing very well. <laughs> you know, they they're leading the Metro with uh 81 points right now, tied with Washington. So to be fair, like you got to think about it like this: like, how would Bruins fans react if Pasternak decided to go somewhere else once he's a UFA? Seriously, or, or Bergeron <laughs> right. wanted to go play for Montreal? Yeah, yeah I, that, I don't yeah. think anybody would throw a jersey at any of those two just for their contributions to this team. Oh no, I think you, I think you never you know. Would. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just I, I, more or less. I'm just saying. I hope uh, us, us as fans can be classless, but I mean. Classy, classy about the whole thing and not be classless like some of these people on Twitter that I see very often. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a shame that some people have to ruin it. That's for sure. Yeah. That some people have to take it too far and be idiots about it. You can boo the guy. You know, the guy did say, Don't trade me, I'm gonna be here, don't worry, fan base, you know. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And yeah. then still left. But that's his choice. He's allowed to do that, you know. It's happened many times. But to throw, to do what they did, terrible. But to boo him and stuff, it was freaking hilarious. I'm sorry. Like they had a right, and it was. Who cares? Like if his hurt feelings about that, that's his own thing. He he brought it on himself. It's just like when you break up with a girlfriend. It's gonna suck. Yep. Um, how about maintenance day schedule for Bergy and what he talked about court again? Well. That one scared me. I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I was putting the panic button out there. I thought something was up. But then Bergeron, I guess, in an interview, brought up the fact that uh, it's it's they're purposely uh, giving maintenance days to these guys. And he's not going to be the only one. Like Other guys are going to be taking ma- maintenance days. Which, for the first time ever, thank you. Like I think we've been saying this for years. they got to rest Char. they got to rest these guys. And as Char said, he doesn't want to miss games, but maybe missing practices. What's yeah. the difference? Right. Like this, to me, this is, can only be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, coming absolutely. down the stretch, absolutely. Um, why don't we take a quick break, and we'll be back. We'll talk about some uh, some pasta and uh, his injury and his, and update. So we'll be right back. Passion, talent. 
development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! All right, so I had the opportunity to attend Bob Bruins practice yesterday, which was canceled due to the weather, um, unfortunately. But um, I mean, there really wasn't any snow at all. But you really can't, you know, judge uh, New England weather on predictions. So they canceled it. But fortunately, I was uh, in the house to see uh, Pasta working out with with our skating coach Kim, and he looked good. He was having fun. Uh, I, 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 he just amazes me, but Bergie was out there too, and those two were just jarring back and forth to each other, and it was it was a really packed crowd there for for a, an optional skate. But um, past the next, oh, yeah, because it was also canceled so last minute. Yeah, it did. Like, too. I sent you the message. You're already on the, you're already on your way. Yeah, I was probably already there when I got when I got the message. So, um, yeah, I mean he's skating and he's skating well. Uh, a lot of edge work and so on, and it just he still can't hold the stick yet. So, and that might be a couple more, a couple more weeks away before the uh, they put the splint on and then try to get him into you know some stick action. But uh, this is progress, and it's not so bad because this team is not doing awful without him. It's actually they're doing really good, and I that surprises me. It'd be like a trade pickup. Yeah. Yeah, and what? like we said before, it's guys like Bergeron are stepping up, and I wonder why Bergeron was there in the first place. Was that just extra practice for him, or I want to say it was. I mean, he was working with a, another a shooting coach. I'm not sure who it was. He it didn't look very familiar to me, but he was just dressed up in all black and and just passing around, and you know there was a shooting. So he just might be getting loose for tonight's game. Um, I mean, last night's game against New Jersey. So, you know. I was one hundred percent scared when he went for the second night, Maiden's Day. Yeah, it just scared the living daylights out of me. I don't know about you guys. Well, he did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, not too long ago, um, didn't somebody mention that he was on the bench getting worked on from one of the uh, the trainers? And I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I, I think something to do with his wrist, or or maybe. I'm not sure what it was. I'll have to look back. But um, something was said is like he's on the bench and he's okay. But you know, no no need to freak out. But it just might be something small that he's just dealing with right now. But it's a little undisclosed. Can't tell us not to freak out about Bergie. He's like the one guy. It's like, like it sounds terrible. Pass it can go down. Bergie goes down. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah. It's just so important to, me, to that it, front line. It's, it's Bergie and Carlo at the moment. I just really Carlo's want to see so Carlo. He's I so good. Want to see him play playoff? Like so it's badly. Like he's almost just, allergic. Yeah, because uh, there was a couple. There's a couple of times during the last few games where I'm like, "Come on, Carlo, please, please, just don't be hurt." Because there's a couple of times where he's looked like he's done something, and you're like, "Please, just." Well, last game was it? Was it last game? No, the game before that when he blocked the shot. Yeah, I was freaking out against Tampa. On his wrist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was a tough one. I want to see this guy get some playoff action. He is so due. Yeah. And I think he plays that playoff style all year long. So he's definitely the type of defenseman you want in the playoffs. So I, I'm just excited to see it happen now. And he's really played excited. so well this year. It's like, like, I don't care. People can say what they want and I can, everybody can have their opinions. I think he's been our best defenseman, far none. Agreed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely. Like not even a little bit. 
I wonder how many block shots he has compared to like the next guy. Like I guarantee he has probably the most block shots on the team. Team him and uh, Miller probably. Like he's just played unreal this year. Yeah. Like he stepped up his game. Like uh, you know, people have talked about the seventh player award, and I think he'll probably win it. But someone brought up a very good point. That's not what the award's about. Like, everybody expects Carlo to eventually be good, but I don't think everybody expected him to be this good. Yeah. But I still think, if, if you really, the seventh-player award should just go to the, the fourth line and then be done with it. Yeah. And what's up with the narrative of, like, oh, Krejci won't get it because he makes $7 million? Uh, I, you know me and the contract thing. I think that's the stupidest narrative there is. <laughs> I don't get You know what I mean? It's an award. Uh, it's a fan I award. I what the guy makes. Yeah. Because so, they're saying expectations. But I'm like, it's a fan award. Charlie McAvoy... Shouldn't yeah. have won it last year. What everybody expected him to play well. Well, my my no ex- my reason for Chucky Brightlight's winning it last year was because he's the cutest guy that was on the uh, on the ballot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's just one of those fan votes. The heart throb. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, eh? Uh, speaking about heart throbbing, um, in, in more or less like heart attack situations, are Bruins fans disappointed in the way this? team develops talent it just seems to be another narrative that is just they're so upset that the shiny the new shiny toy is not up in the nhl yet which means if you were drafted in 2015 and you haven't played an nhl game yet it, you're, you're a bust. bust you're a bust and and sweeney doesn't know what he's doing from a from a, um, a de- developmental role i i just don't get this i i I know that we didn't get the Barzells and this and that and blah blah blah, but we do have a steady and it sucks steady it suck. middle it development is. team. So yeah, but at the same time, there was there was a couple of teams that could have had a Brock Besser, a Matt Barzell. You could have had probably Pasternak. two, three. He's faster like, than Pasternak. Yeah, and I mean, like you could have had teams trade up, get multiple picks, and have one of the best teams in the world right now. But they didn't because no one knew that these guys were going to do that. That's the thing with the draft. Yeah, you don't don't know what... You can scout them all you want, but some guys just surpass expectation and they do better. I mean, like, look at Studnika now. Like, no one was expecting this guy to do what he's doing at the moment. Um... And he looks like a definite steal in the draft, but we won't know until he plays. So, but it's just the whole narrative makes zero sense to me. You're telling Bergeron, Char, all these guys, these guys all started. Well, not Char, Bergeron, Marchand, all these guys. These are all players that were brought up in the system. Yep, Pasternak, yeah. all of them, Carlo, McAvoy. I just don't get it. Like, where is this narrative? Someone brought it up. I think it was 14 players that are on this roster right now. All, and you could almost say Corrali and all those guys, too. You could almost say it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it just yet, but you can almost say it. But, I mean, Corrali was brought in as a free agent. No, he was... Uh, oh, no, no he, was, he was, that trade. was a trade for Jones. He let, it's Jones. Uh, Achari, Jones. sorry. Yeah. Jones Achari true. was brought in as a free agent, and no one drafted that guy, but he's one of the better fourth liners in the league. The Bruins have undrafted talent on their roster. I mean, Kevin Miller, they brought him in. Uh, he came straight from college, I think, didn't he? Yeah, Vermont, I believe. Yeah. I mean, there's. you look at the guys that are on the team, they might not be the flashiest guys ever, but they they've surpassed what everyone thought they were going to be. Uh, like, why can't you be happy with the the steals that they have made, the guys that they have found? I mean, you can't. Nothing is going to change the fact that we didn't draft Barzell. No matter how much you say it, it's not going to happen. It's not like you're going to flash back in time and go, "Oh, <laughs> well, look at us." We did. Yeah, I mean, it's just stupidity, really. It's such and a- I think everyone that is bitching about the fact that this guy is not in the lineup right now and is in Providence or this guy is not in the lineup and is here. Like, first of all, watch the games and then you'll realize why they're not in the lineup. Uh, second of all, like, 
the coaching staff know more than any of us. Seriously. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can say all I want about, oh, called it, did this, did that. But I haven't got a clue. I'm guessing. <laughs> coaching staff aren't guessing. You don't make it in the NHL if you guess. They know what they're doing. I mean, the team is in second place in the division. Yeah, and third in the uh, in the whole league. Yeah, seventeen points behind. You don't get there the not knowing what you're doing, right? Like you have Tuca being mentioned in Vezina, you have uh, Cassidy being mentioned in Coach of the Year. Like these things don't happen. Yeah, and Tuca and. Uh, but uh, what's his name? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, well, they're gonna get the, they're probably gonna get the tandem award. Oh, Halak. You'd, yeah, you'd think that they're gonna get the. But tandem I thought award. that just goes literally by goals against. Yeah, it's the team it's, goals against award. It's the team goals against award, regardless. Yeah. Well, where are the Bruins in team goals against? Because they can't you. be that. You yeah. go on, I'll tell you. They I are. Mean, especially over the last what fifteen games. They've got to be down second. there. Second. Yeah. So with a and month and a half first? to go, we've still got a lot of time to wrap that up. Yeah, who's first? That's It's got to be Tampa. They're second. They're second in power play. They're 11th in penalty kill. And they're 16th in goals per game. But if you remember, that, that's gone up. Oh, crazy yeah. part. That yeah. is going yeah. up when it's not in the lineup. I'm still confused by that. Yeah, whole. how is the power play doing better without passing out? <laughs> that's crazy. But, other people, I mean, get op- other people get looks because a lot of times when the power play, and I said this before, they, they look for passes too much. Yeah, it's almost it's like, like I'm watching the game right now and it's like watching Ovechkin in the hash marks. I mean, he's always, everybody's looking for him right there. He's really good. Is it just me or do they leave Krejci in Pasternak spot and give Pasternak a new spot? Oof. I don't know. That's not a woof as in I'm not agreeing. That's a... Because... Krejci is playing that spot probably just as good as Pasternak is. And if you put Pasternak in a different place, teams are going to wonder where you're looking for. But you're going to need two power plays in the playoffs. So maybe That's my only thing. You will need two power plays. Oh, I agree. Maybe Krejci drops to the second and plays Pasternak's spot on the second unit, or vice versa. Moving on to the next topic is is a funny one. I mean, it's not funny because how it happened... But what is this not ma- funny, haha? Yeah, yeah. It, um, the magic bubble theory, and for people that don't understand the magic bubble, it's the full face cage because people uh, or players, Bruins players, have gotten injured. But when that happens, it seems to bring something out in their game. Sean Corrali, and then Nolachari. Nolachari got a nice little goal for himself, uh, one that's been uh, a while coming. So good on him, and uh, man, he. Those teeth missing. I mean, the guy broke his jaw in Providence a couple of years ago, and then gets a, gets all that the puck in the face. So, what do you guys think? Do you think the whole team should wear bubbles? <laughs> uh, no, the whole fourth line <laughs> should wear bubbles because it's the two guys on the fourth line that are just killing it when they are. So, uh, is there is there like anything illegal about it if you're not injured? Like, are you allowed to just wear one? Because I've yeah. never seen anyone just wear one. Yeah, you wouldn't want to, though. Yeah, I yeah. think that's more or less the... the, the it's it's the, garbo. Yeah, the medical staff saying you should really put this on in case anything else happens. Yeah. Like, you could definitely do it. Yeah. I just don't... It has been... It's hilarious. I think uh, I think Marshy and them started calling, and then Bruce called it the other day in the uh, yeah. <laughs> in the press conference, the magic bubble. Because everybody's like, "Oh, the full cage." He's like, "No, no, no, the magic bubble," because it's true. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's the other thing about this team this year: these little weird things are yeah. becoming um, awesome. Yeah, and it's a fun conversation, you know. I mean, with, Seriously, with the magic Twi- bubble could be the history of this team. With, I don't know. With Twitter being such a dumpster fire sometimes in Bruins Nation, it, it's nice to have something positive to talk about like that. Not only the winning, but the magic bubble thing is this is something that you know brings something out of the fans. Do you reckon it's because you don't flinch as much because you know your face is protected? Could be. Or is it just going in like, like Conf- I don't a confidence care. issue? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I hate wearing a cage, by the way. I'm not a hate, fan either. Hate it, but I do it because I, you know what? 
I have a job. Yeah, I, don't, I, I used don't, to like not... wearing the uh, you know the college style cage. I used to uh, like them. I don't I'm, know I'm why. Either, I don't like the cages that they're wearing because they fog up so easily. But oh yeah. But like the college style, like the barbed wire cage type thing. Yeah, I like, started. I started wearing one of those when I took a shot to the mouth. Yeah, I mean, like when. Well, that's what I wear. I was, oh right. Yeah, yeah I like that I, better. I'm just used to it though. Yeah, when I first started playing in net, I had like the uh, the barbed wire style, and then I went on to a cat eye because. I mean, you have to wear a cat eye. There's nothing about it. So. Oh, yeah. I love the cat eye because of the vision thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you find yourself staring at just wire all the time and not seeing the puck. See, I get so used to it. I get a point where it's like uh, I don't I don't even realize that I'm wearing it anymore. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you just start looking past it. It's like when you wear glasses, like you get used to the frame being in your vision. So you don't even pay attention. Um, moving on to if the playoffs started today, the Bruins would face the Toronto Maple Leafs. So my question to you guys is, are we looking at the same thing last year going, going through, uh, the Leafs and hopefully a lot sooner than seven games and then have an energy for the second round and potentially another matchup against the Lightning? I don't know if you just go through them easily. I think they're a lot better team than they were, uh, Sometimes it scares me because I think people are looking past them and saying Tampa are, are like the brewing killers, if there's anyone that is. Um, I mean, every round's going to be difficult. If they make it to the second round, great. But I think you're going to have a tough time with Toronto, tougher than anyone's expecting anyway. Yeah, and, and like the Toronto media right now thinks that the Leafs are going to have a very tough time with the Bruins. This is how yeah. we're saying that so and so is this killer. The Toronto media is thinking, you know, the Bruins are uh, the Leaf killers. God, I love that. I love hearing that. I do, but at the same time, I don't because last year they were cocky. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's what bothers me. Last year they went in and they were like, oh, we'll destroy the Bruins. Bruins suck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shut your mouth. Yeah, don't forget Stop. as well, you've got to play Nazim Kadri for seven games possibly right and you're lucky if you come out without an injury against that guy i'm and not saying he's like a really dirty player but yeah he'll probably do something yeah. stupid and get suspended anyway it's not just stupid well, no, he just plays a, oh, I know. he plays a very heavy game and it, it's not that he always does stupid stuff it's just sometimes people get hurt with the way that he plays the same with brad marshall yeah, Brad Marchand does stupid stuff, but also in the same way, some of the stuff that he does that's clean leads Segway, to an injury. Do you think what he did last night was stupid? And was it purposely? Because I don't think it was. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't believe it was. Um, I definitely have to look at it again. I didn't really didn't spend a ton of time on it, but yeah, I mean, can you recap this for me? Because I was watching this. Like this would have been around two o'clock in the morning, so I'm not remembering what happened. Oh, I forget that. Yeah. So it it to me it looked like a hockey play. Um, they were coming out of the zone. He was coming into the zone. Sorry, and uh, New Jersey defenseman um, uh, Vertanen was backing up, and yeah. Marchand looked up and then saw him and put his hands up, and they ran into each other. Vertanen yeah. is fine, by the way, not injured in any way, shape, or form. And uh, the coach even said it wasn't that big of a deal. That sounds to me like Marshan didn't see him come in, protects himself. Same. Bam. That about, happens a lot. How about segueing right into Marshan and his discipline this year? He's definitely become a, a, a different player when it comes to expectations of him at least getting suspended once or twice a year. Uh, for me, I just I, I think that he's starting and i hopefully he continues to put that b on the front of his chest instead of um you know what he has done in the past with his antics if it's licking elbowing uh, you know brewing um now a brewing johansson and and giving him a concussion and all the stuff that he's done in the past i think with age and and how value he is skill wise and and as a leader in the locker room I think that things are starting to turn around 
for him. And hopefully it continues with a month and a half to go. I don't want to, you know, I want to knock on some wood, but what do you guys think about his, his play overall? Um, I, he's still done stupid stuff. Like, really? Yeah. Not suspendable, right? Not suspendable, but stupid stuff. Like, uh, mm-hmm. was it three, maybe four games ago when he grabbed the guy going into the boards and just kind of like held on to him? There was no reason for it, and we were up by like two goals, but just gave them a power play just because he was a bit frustrated. Like that kind of stuff. That's annoying for me. Okay. Because yeah, I haven't found you, that. you look at you look at your team being up by a few goals. You don't want to give the opposition some time on the power play and possibly give them a goal and get them going. What? Who was that against? Because I'm sure they came back. We were winning like four yeah, when but, they came I back think to we're four. Yeah, talking three. more about like. Oh, I know suspendable offense. stuff like spearing someone in the balls, kind of thing. Well, he doesn't even come close to any of that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's and I think it, the Vertanen thing was just all people going, "It's Brad Marchand, so it's got to be." He had to have meant it, and I was like, "I guess it's just a hockey play." Yeah, I think it. I think everyone's always going to look at him and go, "Well, was that dirty?" <laughs> like it's the same with quite a few players around the league. You look at them and you go, huh, "Come on." Where's the, why is the ref not got his arm up? What's going on? And then you look at it again and you're like, oh no, I had Marsh and glasses on. Like, I, I think he's, he has been a hell of a lot better. I think he's been more of a leader this year, definitely. Yeah. And I think, wasn't it the end of last season in the playoffs where uh, Chara and Bergeron walked up to him and you need to cut this out? Yeah, I remember that. I'm sure that's when he licked Callahan, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And they just went, right, you got to stop doing this. Let's just stop. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty nasty. I will never lick one of you. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Thank though. You. I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, though, that got under Tampa's skin so badly. Oh, yeah. So badly that they beat us. Four yeah, they did straight. beat us. But I think that it, they took more penalties than they would have because of that. Because everyone was after Marshan then. Like, absolutely everyone. Um, last couple topics. Uh, what's what's to become of Peter Solaric and, and and when he got benched? I mean, he does have the option to go down to Providence. He has the option to stay with his team and, and try to get better. What are your guys' thoughts on him and, and you know, where, what role is he going to play with another month and a half to go? Bruce Cassidy is just putting it out there saying, if you make a bad play, I'm going to call you out on it. And no matter who it is, you're going to sit and watch and learn. That's all it is. That's what you need around this time. If you go into the playoffs going, oh, it doesn't matter that you made a bad play there. Like, what does that say to a player that you're like, okay, it doesn't matter if I make a bad play? Like, that's going to fuel him every time he's out on the ice. He's going to think, I better not do that because I don't want to sit for a full period. I I think it's good. This is what you need off people. And, I mean, Solaric is not Wayne Gretzky. It doesn't really matter a whole bunch if he sits. Like, I'm not too worried about that. And I know he's not going to do it to Bergeron or Marshand or anyone like that, but... It shows the team. Well, why like, would he? They play the right style. Yeah. He said after but, the game, everybody thought it was the penalty. It wasn't the penalty. No. It, it's just if you make a mistake, if you're not playing up to where you need to be, or if your game doesn't look like it's on that night, you need to sit. Which makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's on. If, some, like if, and, if people were really upset because it seemed like – there was a couple people that we all follow on Twitter just wouldn't let it go. And, you know, I get it. I get it. He does have very good five-on-five numbers. When they look at his Corsi numbers, it's great. But he's not going to be playing in the playoffs unless he changes his changes his act. So being all upset about it, it's just making you look, just get over it. Like, yeah. it is what it is, man. And it's a 1-0 game that you want to yeah, win. Exactly. Why would you play a player that's called, like... Allowing turnovers, giving them the opportunity to come back into the game. 
you need that's when you need to do some damage management and say, look, if he has to sit, he has to sit. No, hey, people, I, if you really feel bad, you know what? Next game, let's organize it. We'll have a Solaric day. Um, cause, you know, his feelings got hurt. <laughs> we'll do a standing ovation for him. We'll clap it all. We'll, get we'll it all throw celery on the ice. Yeah, we'll throw celery on the ice. <laughs> Make him feel loved, you know? He's not making $11.5 $11. million a year, but, you know, let's make him feel loved. Now, on this on this particular topic of, of sitting him for the third period in a one nothing game, it, it either makes – it doesn't definitely make um, uh, Butch look bad, but it makes him look like a mastermind on who to double shift with that guy sitting down in a one nothing game. I, yeah, I mean, Marcia. it wasn't – yeah, it wasn't like four to two when you could be like, you know, have a comfort zone. He did it in a one and nothing game when New Jersey was really pouring it on. And but the, the uh, Bruins defense were up to the task of, you know, when they cross that blue line, it's time to hunker down and and you know, play man-to-man coverage. I mean, it, it worked out, thankfully, but I I just got to give it to I got to give it to Butch on that one because that's something I in a situation like that, I'm not sure if I would do that if I was the head coach, and thank God I'm not. That's a very good point. Like, I, good on him for doing it. Like he said, I, I wanted to watch. But the confidence he has in the team to do a move like that and just, you know, wow. Well, it doesn't hurt to have Marshan. Right, right. And Jesus, of all the people you had to put out there, made sense. It was a one nothing game. He didn't want to lose it. It wasn't like the Bruins were playing amazing last night. And he said after the game, his best player on the ice was, was uh, Tukes and uh, Carlo and Marshan. Yep. Best players out there. Yeah, went those Everybody th- else looked average. Were they most. the three stars too? I'm not too sure. I know Marshan and Tuga were. I'm not sure about the um, the third one. And uh, the, the the last topic for today's uh, episode 119. Uh, when David Pasternak comes back from uh, his injury and uh, ready to participate in the lineup, who's the odd man out? Um, for me, it's Nordstrom. Or, or it could be Solaric. I, I think it's probably Solaric, but it depends where you play Pasternak. Really, if you're playing Pasternak on the first line, then probably Nordstrom. Uh, if you're playing Pasternak on the second line, then probably Solaric. I, I, in my mind, it has to be. It has to be Nordstrom because I just think he's just played terrible. But that's just my opinion. Right. It's not a fact or anything like that. I just don't think he's played up to snuff. I think he has regressed. Solark's a better hockey player at five on five. And I think maybe that's what Cassie's doing. He's like, hey, I want you to be the guy I'm putting out in the playoffs. I need you to do these things. Yeah. Give cause... me a reason. Give me a reason to sit Nordstrom. Right. And you got Stop time. A... You got Stop time during a... the regular season. Sorry, Court. No, it's okay. Stop being a baby. I just find it just, oh, I don't think Solaric's being a baby. I just, getting all bitter pants about this stuff just drives me nuts. Right. Well, uh, not getting all bitter pants on the upcoming schedule. Uh, the Bruins have three games uh, on the homestand, uh, and they, they look to be favorable, but I'm um, sorry, but I cannot take any anything away from the teams that they're going to match up because they're... I don't believe, except for Carolina on Tuesday, um, in a playoff position. Um, but they, they they continue to have to play. Don't play down to the competition. Earn these points. Get them. I don't think you're going to catch Tampa Bay with 17 points ahead in the in the d- division in the conference. So, but the Mind week, you, Tampa has a tougher schedule. Right. But the week after next week, when they then they go on a three game road trip. I mean, that whole week right there, they got Pittsburgh, they got Columbus, they got Winnipeg, and then they come back home to play Columbus again. So, it's I mean, you're playing every basically every other day in, in March. So, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be exciting. And I, hopefully they keep the streak going. If they don't, just keep playing hard and keep plugging away. I, I mean, I love what I'm seeing. This is, this is great. They're going to lose a hockey game, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm waiting yeah. for it. I'm waiting for it. Once they lose, people are going to lose their mind. Oh, they suck all over again. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it, man. They're like top in the league. And how, how some people say this team sucks. It's crazy. beyond me. Hey, to each their own, right? 
Yep. They're all allowed their own opinions. But if you'd like to go to any of these three games that are coming up uh, against Carolina and Florida and Ottawa, check out SeatGiant.com. SeatGiant.com. Use promo code BNGP. Save yourself a little cash. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rob and Court. It's been a that, that was a really good week. That went a lot faster than I thought with all all the topics we have, um, and we, we got them all in. That was that was huge. Thanks, guys. No worries. It's always fun. Like I said, it's always fun when the Bruins are just decimating the NHL. Exactly. Well, with that being said, we just want to say thank you very much for the listeners. Um, again, please go to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts and, and give us a rating, a five-star rating, which would be nice and say some good words about us or, or bad words. Uh, the We have been going up the rankings, so every little bit helps, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. So with that being said, again, we appreciate all the support we've been getting lately, and uh, we will talk next week, hopefully we will continue this streak, and by Sunday next week, we'll be talking about, hopefully, you know, a better position in the playoffs, or, or well, I don't care. I, I don't mind playing Toronto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go before court kicks my butt, so. <laughs> I just don't want to play the Leafs of all the teams, man. <laughs> I know. I Come know. on. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277, at courtlalonde, and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.